Well, a very beautiful gospel reading this weekend, and I think one that um, we're probably all pretty familiar with. You know, it's one that we hear every year, especially on August 6th, when we celebrate specifically the Feast of the Transfiguration, but we hear this story every year in the cycle of the readings. And I was speaking with Deacon John about our homilies yesterday, and he reminded me that this is one of the greatest events in history that's ever happened. The transfiguration, Jesus Christ revealing his divine glory, his glorified body to Peter, James, and John. This is a miraculous, beautiful event. And so it's good that we have it as our reading, our gospel reading this weekend. But I'll confess to you that I didn't quite know why the church decided to put it in this weekend. Why do we have this gospel reading in the second week, the second Sunday of Lent? I was a little confused by that. I get why we had our reading last weekend. We have Jesus uh, fasting in the desert for 40 days, and then he's tempted by Satan, and then he overcomes those temptations in a triumphant battle. And it gives us a good example at the beginning of Lent. It sort of pumps us up and gets us ready for what we're about about to do. I understand why we have that reading at the beginning of Lent. Why do we have this one? at the beginning of Lent, the second Sunday. And so I think to understand it, we have to go back to last week for a second. We remember Jesus being tempted by Satan. And Satan giving him these temptations and saying, if you are the Son of God, then you will do this. If you are the Son of God, turn these rocks into bread. If you are the Son of God, jump off this tower and have the angels save you. And we notice what Satan is doing there. He's not speaking truth to Jesus. He's actually lying to him. He's using false premises and saying, if you are the son of God, then this will happen. But Jesus, on the other hand, says, no, I am the son of God. I know who I am. And what you're saying is not true. I know the Father. I know who he is. I know myself. I know who I am. I know the relationship that I have with the Father. And because of that, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to listen to your lies. And so it's through his identity and his relationship with the Father that he's able to continue with his mission. And brothers and sisters, if we're not careful, we can fall into those same temptations that, the, that Satan gives to Jesus. He can often tempt us with false premises and say, if you're truly a follower of God, you'll never sin. If you truly love God, you'll be perfect. If you have committed this sin, Jesus doesn't love you anymore. If you have done this bad thing, there's no forgiveness for you. We often get tempted with those types of false premises, those lies from the father of lies, Satan. But it is our duty to be able to reject reject those and to say, no, I know who I am. I am a beloved son or daughter of God the Father. I know who God is. I have a solid relationship with him. And because of those things, I can reject those lies and move forward with my mission. And so I think that's the key to why we're seeing this this weekend, having the transfiguration gospel this weekend. It reminds us who Jesus is. 
Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is God himself. And so when he takes Peter, James, and John up on the mountain to pray with them and is transfigured before them, he's revealing his true self to them, his full divinity, his divine glory, so that they can say later on, I know who Jesus is. I know that he is God and I believe in him. Because we know that later on, when Jesus goes through his passion and his death, there are tough moments for the apostles. They're faced with some tough questions, and I'm sure that Satan was tempting them in those moments and saying things like, well, if he was truly the Messiah, then why did he die? If you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ, why did you run away? If, if, if. But then Peter, James, and John can look back at this moment and say, no, I know who Jesus is. I know he loves me. I know he will have mercy on me. And I reject those lies. And I'm going to continue the mission that we have been given by Jesus. And it's the same for us. We have to continue to do those same things that we see the apostles doing in the story of the gospel. We have to continue to work on our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to continue to know who Jesus is, to know who the Father is, to know the, who the Holy Spirit is, so that we can know ourselves and so that we can reject the lies that we're tempted with. And so how good it is that we are here at Mass when we see not a transfiguration, but a transubstantiation. Ordinary bread and wine being changed into Jesus Christ himself. Body, blood, soul, and divinity made present to us. The glorified, divine Jesus Christ truly desires to live within us and reveal his love, his glory to us as we receive the Eucharist. Brothers and sisters, we can have a moment like Peter, James, and John had on Mount Tabor. Open your heart to Jesus Christ and ask him to reveal his full glory to you. Ask him to reveal his full love for you to you so that you can be totally rooted in that relationship with him and know who he is and know who you are. So, brothers and sisters, let us continue to reject the lies in our lives, to stand up for what's true and to believe what's true, and to continue to strive to be good disciples and preach the gospel message as we have been called to do.